Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This premier independent fan experience podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and brings you honest and in-depth Montreal Canadiens discussion and entertainment. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Pudney are proud to be one of your trusted sources for Habs and hockey news. If you are talking about it, so are we. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high-quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro-stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the No Names and players currently making a name. And welcome to episode 125 of Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Putney. I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt Smith. Hello, Matt. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm feeling great. Uh, Well-rested, haven't uh, haven't had any sleeping issues. Uh, For those of you who are watching or listening, you'll notice that Treg Wilson is not with us today. He uh, unfortunately had... More important things to do, like take some gym selfies, and uh, I think he's he's trying out for the fireman calendar at work. Yeah, I think he is something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So far, they keep shoot uh, shooting him out of the friggin' building and <laughs> burning every picture he sends. But uh, you know, we have to admire his his stick to itness. Oh, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely showing some courage. So you know, stick with it, Trag. He'll make it there, buddy. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe if he tattoos a good-looking guy on his face, it'll work. It's always an option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Next thing you know, he's got your face tattooed onto his own. Oh, that's, that might be dangerous. <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah. So the Canadians played, uh, I'm in Halifax, at midnight my time, 11 your time in, yeah. in Ontario. So that made for a fun, fun evening. Yeah, you know what? It was funny. It was, it was kind of fun, like, watching social media and, like, different accounts asking people if they're awake and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was a little bit fun, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend watching too many games that late. Like I felt bad for some of the guys that are in Newfoundland and stuff like that. You know, it's just so much, so much later. And, uh, you know, at least, at least, at least they stayed up for a win though. So it kind of was, it kind of made it a little bit better. You know, I fell, I fell asleep on the couch afterwards. So, I woke up, I woke up kind of, um, out of place this morning, but at least yeah. they won. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm happy about. I'm going to be honest. I passed out about three minutes into the game and I woke up, <laughs> I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and just watched well, it again. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was wondering why they had this unfiltered account. Wasn't too active. I'm like, he fell asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally fell asleep. I passed right out. Uh, but I did see a couple of those you up, uh, tweets yeah and some the of them one, are pretty good yeah the one that kind of weirded me out a little bit was seeing the you up tweet by the canadians uh twitter account yeah. and jeff and jeff molson responding so that's kind of like yeah. texting yourself pretty you know? much yeah yeah so it was a little odd yeah. um and last night we were uh, just to uh, give a shout out to uh, matt bedard scotian canadian want to thank him for having us on his pregame last night with all the other uh independent has podcasts like habs uh Happy Hour, uh, From Failing Hands, uh, No Respect. Uh, if there's any I'm not mentioning, I'm sorry. There were so many of you guys. And to be honest, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Montreal Bias. There were so many really great independent podcasts. Uh, if you were listening to us now and you're wondering, hey, should I go listen to those guys? Do it. Listen yeah. to us first, but then go yeah. listen to them. Yeah. It's, and we, we, we kind of brought this up last night. Like this isn't a competition whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like um, since we've went independent, it's actually uh, we've actually grown exponentially and um, we've, the restrictions have been lifted off of us and so we can go out and we can get our own, uh, we can get our own uh, or our own guests and we can speak our minds and, you know, being an East coaster every now and then I drop an F bomb here and there, but that's just kind of, you know, it's, I know you've got more time in the military than me, but you know, I have 15 years in and I have 15 years in and it's kind of the, you know, they slip out every now and then let's just say that. So um, as Blaine said, like go out, check out these other guys, check out their YouTube channels, check out their, uh, check them out on Apple, Spotify, et cetera. As I said, we're not, at, we're not in competition and uh, we're actually, we're actually good friends with some of these guys. So we yeah. want everybody to succeed. We're, we're likely talking about a lot of the same issues anyway. We might just be putting a different spin on it. So we're happy that you're joining us, though, and uh, continue to do so. Yeah, exactly. As always, you know, we have to say that we think we're a pretty good show and we want you to listen. But there's so many others. Absolutely. And uh, for today's episode, there's a lot of stuff to cover. So I think we'll just jump in and we'll do a little bit of the news and notes uh, portion. So uh, the big news that broke this afternoon was that Sherratt broke his hand last night or this morning, depending on where you live. 
Um, the fight, he had a fight with uh, JT Miller, um, couldn't take each other's helmets off, which would have caused another penalty or a misconduct, which I think is horse crap. The players should be able to take their own damn helmets off and you would avoid a lot of these things. But uh, so Sherrod's got a broken hand and he's gone back to Montreal. That means the road trip for him is done and there's four games left. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that fight? Well, uh, it was, it was, you know what, it was kind of meaningless, but we've seen, we've seen Sherrod step up in the past and I just think it was Miller trying to spark his team and it didn't really work for in his favor. Uh, the Canadians still kind of had their foot on the gas after, after that. Um, I think it was Weber in the, in the press conference afterwards said that it sparked the team and everything like that. And they scored soon after and everything like that. I'm like, well, it might've sparked the team, but you already, the spark was already lit prior to that fight. Like Montreal was, was, uh, was looking very, very good. And they, and they, and they played well throughout the night. If it wouldn't have been for Demko, we were probably looking at like, you know, seven, eight goals. Like Demko played very well last night and he, he ended up being third star of the game and it was well-deserved. Uh, without him, as I said, it would have been a, a much different score. Um, but you know what? We've talked on the show quite a bit about possibly the Sherratt Weber pairing being split up for a couple of games, just to just to test here and there. But this, but this isn't the way you wanted to see it. Um, Sherratt is a valuable player to the lineup. He's a guy that's going to give you over twenty minutes a game. He's going to play the hard minutes. He's going to kill penalties. Yes. You know what? He takes some dumb ones himself, but under Ducharme, he hasn't been as bad, and so is the rest of the team. They're playing with a little bit more discipline, and they're not. Uh, it just seems that they're more structured, and their their um, you know their whole personality has kind of changed under Ducharme. Um, it, it's going to be a loss. This is a, this is also a guy that puts the puck on net. He'll jump in up into the rush. He might not be the most fleet of foot, but, you know, he's only got a goal this year. Last year was more of an offensive year for him, but um, I think they're going to miss that shot generation from him. And if he misses any length of time, um, they might have to look into, you know, pulling someone from the taxi squad or something like that because, they, 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 they put Romanov up there a little bit last night with Weber. They put Kulak up there with Weber. Now probably Mete is going to be joining the lineup, et cetera. And personally, I wouldn't put Mete as a top pairing right away with Weber, just no. based on the fact that he hasn't played in a long time. And we'll get into, the, obviously, the Calgary series um, in a, in yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's going to come up after this, yeah. yeah but um, – you know, you've got a Calgary team that hasn't played for a while. They're now playing for a new coach. They're going to be motivated. You really want to put a guy in playing top minutes on the top pairing? I would say no. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm going to go back to the Sherrod thing for a, for a moment. Um, the fight itself, I, I know some people on Twitter last night were saying that the fight was pointless. Um, and I disagree. Because as you mentioned, Miller was the one trying to spark his own team. Yep. Had Schrott not taken the not taken the uh, the invitation to this fight for whatever reason, uh, that would have definitely have sparked Vancouver. Because then they would have said, "Hey, they're not in it. They're not ready to go." 
just by <clears throat> just by agreeing to go and stepping in and fighting win or lose it showed that they were in the fight and the guys on the bench weber mentioned it as you said that it did make a difference and i agree that they were already rolling so they maybe, just pour more gas they just pour more gas on the fire that's all they yeah. really did yeah so maybe maybe it would have slowed it down maybe it would have gave some more life to vancouver um that is a heavy price to pay though like you said losing a guy like Sherrod, who does help get some shots on net but uh looking at his uh his zone exits in recent games he hasn't been very successful no, so hasn't. we're not going to see a big loss on that front so the transition game might actually improve with mete in the lineup and i agree mete should not be on a pairing with weber to start with no. Uh, if it were me, I would put Romanov up there. So would I. Or even Kulak, one or the other. Yeah, it can't be. It can't be Mete. And like, I'm no. not just. I'm not just saying that because it's Mete. It's just he's missed so much time. He's only played five games this year. Yeah. Um, of those five games, maybe one of them he looked okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, for an offensive-minded defenseman, he still. He's still. Yes, he moves the puck, but. You need shot, shot generation from these guys, and he's only got two shots in the games that he's played. And I just want to see more out of him. And, and this is this is now his moment to possibly get a few more games in, depending on the severity of the injury. Yeah. And you never know if it's a, if the injury is severe as what it could be. Maybe Bergevin's picking up the phone. Maybe he's doing some shopping right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, people were talking about trading Mete for some picks or something just to just to score something out of the deal because he asked for a trade. But we needed that depth on the team. And yep. this is where the depth is going to come in. Uh, I would leave Mete on that third pair. Left or right, doesn't matter. He, he can play both both sides. But leave him down there. Leave him play. Let him play against third lines and lower levels and only you know pick up like 14 to 17 minutes. Yeah. that's that's his wheelhouse um by not trading him they do have that added bonus because the next guy in line is is Wallet. and Wallet did pretty good in the in the bubble but um right now mete is slightly ahead of him in the depth chart and pulling up uh Wallet from the ahl to play in a third pairing would have hurt a little bit more than putting in mete so uh yeah i'm glad they didn't trade him and i agree that uh, he's probably making some phone calls right now. Now, Brian Wild uh, last night in his Call of the Wild mentioned uh, Ekholm, which I think is is perfect, especially since I wrote an article about Ekholm being a target of the Montreal Canadiens yeah. about two weeks ago yeah. with uh, the hockey writers. And anyone who's expecting to get a guy like Ekholm for anything less than a first, uh, a roster player, and possibly a prospect you're dreaming because this is a seller's market and Ekholm meets every single requirement for any team looking for a defenseman. He can move the puck. He's big. He is mobile. He's, he's got an excellent first pass. He's very solid defensively. He can get shots on net. He can, he can create uh, passing lanes. Um, the man can actually play on a, on a power play and kill a penalty. He is a top pair capable defenseman. Yep. And he only makes 3.75 million per year for this and next year. Yeah. For 
for a for a uh, for a bigger guy, he's about the size. He's about the size of Edmonton. He's like six four yeah. or something like that. Yeah, uh, two you know two fifteen, two twenty, something like that. He isn't as he isn't as much of a physical player as a no. guy like Edmonton. He's more of a get in your lane type guy. He'll eat up minutes, but he's more of a shot blocker than anything. But um, much more offensive minded. Yes, and his style of defense is very effective. He fills. Yeah. He fills the lanes. He makes it yeah. uh, makes it hard. He, he fills gaps. He, he his gap control is excellent. He's right on top of people. Yeah, he'd make an excellent partner for Weber. And they have played together in the yeah. past. Yeah, they'd make so an excellent partner. There's that familiarity right there. Yeah. Um, that would definitely be a game changer for the Canadians if he were able to pull off a trade like that. Yeah. Um, so another game changer has been. Kotkaniemi. In the last few games since since Ducharme has taken over, Kotkaniemi's uh, responsibilities have grown. He has been given more opportunity, and he has proven that he uh, he can take that responsibility and maybe eat up some more. He the power play itself uh, with Kotkaniemi on the on the power play has looked amazing. It's about fifty percent, and we've been seeing it in the last few games. He's been given some offensive wingers and he's generating offense. He was doing so on a third, on a third line with guys like Lekkanen and Armia. The difference now is that the players he's making passes to can actually finish. That's right. And not um, just, not just be finish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he started the game with, uh, with Gallagher and uh, Toffoli. But the the right wing got shifted around a bit throughout the game, but he was with Toffoli all game, yeah. and they have some good chemistry. And we saw a goal and an assist out of uh, Kotkaniemi, uh, another power play goal because of his extra work along the boards. Uh, he's still a little bit of a Bambi on ice at times along the boards, yeah. But that's going to come. He's still got a lot of room to grow into his frame. Like, yeah, and sometimes we see him use his frame and take a penalty like he did against uh, Hamannek. But yeah, you know what? I'm glad that didn't turn into anything more than what it what it ended up being because <laughs> he knew he, he knew he screwed up right away. <laughs> and the guy's kind of uh, at least like you know Hamannek's a tough guy, yeah. and Hamannek could have easily just thrown the gloves off and just started swinging. But I'm kind of I'm kind of happy that he did. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was another player, maybe he would have done so. But I think that's more of a veteran guy saying. I think I think he knows that he screwed up, so I'm not going to just drill him into the boards. But yeah, he probably said, "Oh crap, I'm so sorry. Don't kill me." Yeah, Something probably. along those lines. Yeah. But uh, no, it's you can see that uh, Katkanemi's possible top end weight is probably going to be around 220 because right now he's around 207. Yeah. Um, so once he gets to that point in a couple of years, this Bambi stuff is probably going to end. But we've been seeing some of that potential already. He's winning yeah. those battles. Yeah. His long reach is creating some great chances. His uh, his on ice vision. He's yeah, you see the ice really well. This yeah. He's he's picking off passes, and he's you know even if they're not getting the scoring chances or leading to high danger chances, at least he's disrupting the the transition play of the other team. Yeah, yeah. And, his defensive um, positioning has been very good. The thing that I've noticed the most is giving him this opportunity, you know, this second power play unit. It doesn't seem that he's forcing the play as much as he was because he was getting, he he was given power play time under Julian 
It's just that some of these passes, he's passing, you know, five feet in front of the other guy. Or it'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to step in and shoot. But he'd step in and shoot after he's already had the puck on his stick for well longer than he should have. Everyone's square to him. The goalie's square to him. And he just shoots and comes in, shoots in his chest. So we're not seeing that. We're Yeah. So we're, yeah. So we're seeing a little bit more um, deceptiveness, I guess, out of his game, a little bit more. um, And so, and a lot more confidence. And if this continues, the points will continue. Um, His face-offs are starting to get better, but like the, like other players on the team, just consistency in, in that uh, in that area would be fantastic to find. But his minutes are going up. As you said, he's been given some offensively gifted wingers that can finish. Uh, to fully having him on the wing, that's definitely not going to hurt, especially when they play Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 very excited for uh, for his future, and and, and what's to, and what's to come, especially if he continues down this road with Ducharme, and. Um, Kakanami is not the only, not the only player so far that I've noticed that's flourished under these new systems. Yeah, yeah. So Desherm's system, he's giving the young, uh, the youth a little bit more uh, more leeway, and it's giving them confidence. They're growing in confidence. Even Suzuki is playing a little bit better. He's had a he's had a little bit of a mini slump production wise. The points but, aren't there, but he's yeah. start, he's he's playing with he's 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 putting the effort in. Yeah, I'll just say that defensively there hasn't been a dip. So really it's just trying to generate a little bit more offense. Yeah. Um, so the, and, and what we've seen now is Suzuki and Kotkaniemi are the top six. Dano has been moved down to a third line role and that paid off for him. He it scored did. a goal. It did. Yeah. He finally scored a goal. Yeah. I was happy for him. You know what? I really was like, you know, we talk about Dano and we talk about his contract and we talk about him turning down a contract and, we talk about this and that and the defensive side and the, uh, the minutes he eats up, et cetera, and playing in overtime and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of negative that we've talked about him, especially this season. But um, as of late, he's playing probably in his last, say, three games, has probably been his best hockey of the season. Yeah, yeah. He's you know, he's put up some uh, meaningful assists. And then last night – Finally, finally a goal. So now I believe it's only Kulak and Mete that don't have a goal. Yeah, and th- I think that's going to come in the next little while. Uh, yeah. But those guys, they're not they're not basing they're not, not scoring a goal isn't hurting them. No, not scoring a goal was was hurting Deno very much. So yeah, um, so I'm really really happy to see Deno finally get that goal, and he's been looking a lot better. Yeah. He, uh, having him in that shutdown role on that third line, uh, he can still pair up against top opposition. Uh, Armia, very strong defensively as well. He, he can shut down an entire wing on his own. Then you have Tatar on the other side where they can take advantage of any offensive opportunities with Tatar there, who is also pretty good defensively. So yeah, he's an underrated defensive game, but you know what he's been, He's been yes. playing on that on that line with with him and with uh, Dino and Gallagher for so long, playing those matchups, especially playing in the Atlantic Division when you're playing uh, when you're playing like Boston and stuff like that. You're 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 getting those tough matchups. 
Yeah. And and, and uh, yeah, uh, Tatar does have a very underrated defensive game. He does. And, and having that line there uh, kind of as a defensive outlet, that I think that's that's the uh, the the probably the better plan in the long term. If you want guys like Suzuki and Kat Kenyemi to uh, be playoff ready and be able to generate offense and play well in the playoffs, you have to give them these opportunities to play in the top six now so that they can learn. Uh, the experience at center, I, we talked about it before the start of the year. We knew it was going to be a problem. So this is where you build that, some of that experience. Learn to play in these tight games. Like the, the game tonight against Calgary is a game that they're going to be playing within 24 hours of their last one. So that is a tight, tight schedule, and it'll bring out a little bit more of a playoff style. So these are the experiences you want them to get. Uh, Ducharme system, we've talked about it a little bit uh, already. I mean, the power play, he's made, they've made changes on the power play with uh, more Suzuki and Katkanemi availability. Uh, starting with those guys instead of Weber's uh, wave. Now, Weber got a goal last night and or this morning and um it, it looked a big blast from uh, the ovechkin spot it looked amazing but for the most part this season he's been kind of a stormtrooper no matter how he shoots he misses the net you know it's just it's just been that way um so those adjustments on the power play have helped uh there's some more work to be done though on the on the penalty kill there is. There is on the penalty kill. There still is on the power play, to be honest. Yeah. Up till last night, that um, second unit, as they call it, has been the most productive unit. And, yeah. then all of a, and then all of a sudden, Weber gets a big blast, you know, signature shot, et cetera. And um, they, it was kind of neat. They showed the um, – I know you were, you were well asleep when this happened. <laughs> yeah. but, but they I ended showed, up watching. Yeah, but they showed the graph – of the of the because he's tenth all time now, or yeah. he's been tenth all time now in power play goals for defensemen. And you look at some of the guys on that list with McKinnis and Bork and and Murphy and all them. You throw them on there, and everyone everyone ahead of him's a Hall of Famer. So it's kind of neat that he's in that uh, he's in the in in that conversation, right? I think I think Brian Leach is the next one on the list, and he obviously he's no slouch offensively. But um, yeah, like. We've seen we've seen some changes within the system. PK definitely is going to need some help. Losing Sherratt definitely isn't going to help the situation. However, Sherratt was one of the most penalized players, so maybe that'll help. Maybe. However, you're going to lose that. You're going to lose that toughness. Let's just say that. Like Sherratt might be not the prototypical fighter, but out of everyone in the lineup, especially defensemen. He's probably going to be the guy that's going to go before anybody else. Yeah, and there's a lot of snarl in his game while while they're playing. Like he's throwing yeah. hits, he's cutting the people off, he's he's angling people out there. The size and his his mobility is not that bad, so he's no. able to use that to his advantage with his reach and his size. Yeah. Um, losing that snarl is going to hurt a little bit, especially when you bring in Mete as the uh, the replacement. Right? There's there's no comparison. Yeah. It's kitten paws versus. It's funny. Like, yeah, I, I do. I do paws. this. I do this. Watch from like one punch Johnny Goudreau tonight or something. And you're just like, holy shit. 
Oh, kitten paws got claws. Oh, I know. But uh, <laughs> in terms of the system, though, I think the next thing that they need to work on is uh, is still is still kind of the the area that I'm looking at in their game is, and that's um, overtime and shootout. Yeah. It just it needs it still needs work. Um, I I believe right now the Canadians have the most OT slash shootout losses with seven. Which is fine. I mean, I'm glad they were able to get points while they were in a slump. But yeah. at the same time, what if they would have used players better? They might yeah. have been able to win a few games during the same slump. Well, just for instance, you take three of those wins, add three more points to them, and all of a sudden you're 34 points, you're tied with the Oilers. Yeah. Right? With games for, in hand. With games in hand, yeah. So... It's nice that they're putting out points. They're uh, they're three, two, and five in their last ten. Um, <laughs> so it might it number. might it, it is it might seem really bad. It might it, some people might look at it the other way and they're like, well, eight of those games they picked up points. However, I would much rather see, especially the Vancouver game, where um, you know Price lets in a goal in the last minute. All of a sudden, you lose in a shootout because guys in, that you would normally see shoot the puck were like, well, let's let's get a little bit fancy. Let's go between my legs. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it ended up costing them the game. I think they uh, I think they need some work still to the, to the overtime. Uh, we're seeing the um, we're seeing the three forward system thrown out quite a bit now, yeah. which I'm a big fan of especially yeah. with the group that they have and um, really losing Sherratt. Sherratt was kind of their go-to secondary defenseman. Now he's not there. So either Petrie's going to play the whole time and he's going to get off the bench for a few seconds, maybe during a, during a whistle, get some oxygen or something and be back out. Or um, you, we might see some Romanov or we might just see th- the three forwards. And, and I'm completely fine with that. Well, the three forward uh, system, I mean, it just proves that Ducharme listens to our show because that's something Absolutely. we talked about yeah. before his, uh, just as he got hired. Yeah. Um, another thing that I've noticed uh, with Ducharme's system, and I think, well, I'm not the only one, but it's the discipline in their game. With that added speed, uh, the way they, they run their transition game, the way they, they forecheck and attack the puck, they're a lot more aggressive onto it which means they're using their speed more, which means they're not behind the play as much, yeah. which means they're not taking as many minor yeah, penalties. They're not pulling and slashing and hooking and tripping. And yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a big, it's, big difference. It's happening to them. <laughs> like the start of the season. Yeah. 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 They're still one of the least, uh, they still have one of the lowest numbers of power plays in the league. Yeah. And they're still, I think, second or third highest when it comes to uh, penalty minutes in the league. However, that's slowly starting to change. So the more power play opportunities they get, the better the power play is, the more likely teams are to back off when they're five on five. They won't be as aggressive because they don't want to take those penalties. Now, if they can finally get that penalty kill to be as aggressive in the defensive zone as they are in the neutral zone, then maybe we'll start seeing a better outcome with the penalty kills as well. You get that going. And I'll give a I'll give a quick shout out to Corey Perry. Oh, yeah. Um he's looked he's looked good under Ducharme as well. He might not be uh you know what he might not have the wheels that he used to, and he was never really a good skater to begin with. 
But um, Perry was brought in for a veteran presence, fill a role in the power play, and chip in occasionally offensively. Right now he's got nine points in the 18 games he's played. Um, he's Not bad for a fourth liner. Yeah, he's contributing on the power play. He scored some big goals. He set up some big goals. You know, for a guy that's only going to give you, you know, 10, 12 minutes a night, I'm happy to have him in the lineup. And he scored another goal last night. So good on him. Yeah. So uh, to kind of sum up the system a little bit, I, I this is in general what, uh, you know, you see an improved power play. Uh, there's more shots coming from the slot. So the Canadians, they generate a lot of shots, but a lot of them were from the outside. Now under Ducharme, they're coming from those high danger areas a lot more so. Uh, they, like I mentioned, better discipline. Uh, they've got a better use of speed on their five on five, as mentioned, which is a huge reason why the discipline is improved. Uh, in-game adjustments. Ducharme is able to make in-game adjustments from shift to shift. Uh, Claude Julien had some problems with that. Um, it's a downfall to his game. He's kind of, I'm playing a system and I got to stick to my system and here's my plan and I don't want to change. Whereas Ducharme is much more willing to just shred his plan and change it on the fly while, while the game's going. And that, that reliance of youth. So those, the, that system of his is slowly coming into play, slowly coming into view. And we're seeing some of the fruits of that. Now, another system that people can look to, and that's our partners at Manscaped. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market. For those of you in need of a chest or ball shave, their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can, all, uh, you can also adjust settings to get the length you like and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Be sure to use their Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your hair and skin feel healthy and fresh. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, because we know how palf, uh, meh, speak much, how painful chafing can be when you're wearing a bathing suit all day. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to give your boys a little slice of heaven. For a, little, uh, for a limited time, sus- uh, subscribers get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value addition, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. 
That's 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. You use code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com and say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. Ah, uh, yeah. I like the new commercial. <laughs> it's not, first read, not bad. Yeah, I like the new commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the spring break is a is a nice change. That means spring's around the corner. That's right. I like it. I like it. Oh, for me, every time I watch a game now, I either watch a Sens game or watch a Canadiens game, and I see the Manscaped logo on the ice. Yeah. Or a big, obviously a big UFC guy as well, and they're one of their big sponsors. So I see them, and I'm just like, hey, they're they're with us. <laughs> Maybe not on as big of a stage, but. <laughs> just got to say that we they were with us first. It's true. Yeah, that's true. And they came to us. That was impressive. Yeah, that just shows how, <laughs> mostly probably because Treg is such a big dick. Ah, uh. <laughs> and he's trimmed out of the show. All right. Yeah. So, uh, the the final part to our show today, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Calgary series. So we kind of alluded to it uh, at before the the ad read, and that's uh, Calgary hasn't played since Sunday. So they've had four days off. They hired a new coach in Sutter. So he's had a few days to go through some practices, go through some video session, make some changes to the systems that he saw fit and prepare the flames for the stretch run. Now the flames are only a couple points back of the Canadians. And it's not a, it's not a big gap. Um, so this is possibly a trap game for the Habs who played less than 24 hours ago um, make a change in the lineup with Sherrod out. So, you know, that kind of changes the chemistry a bit. Uh, I would not expect to see price play in this game tonight. I would expect Allen. So you got a couple of changes in the lineup. What do you, what do you expect to see tonight in uh, coming from Calgary? Well, you're going to see a rejuvenated team. You're going to see a, a team that, as you said, they haven't played since Sunday, so they they should be a very well-rested team. However, we've seen that happen with the Canadians and getting a week off and then coming out completely flat. Yeah. However, you add Daryl Sutter to this, to the mix of that, and uh, we saw one of his first practices. He's The guys were doing bag skates and everything and uh, much more up-tempo, um, to the point type um, type drills. So they're obviously going to want to impress their new coach. Yeah. Um, this isn't an interim tag on this coach whatsoever. They went out, they got rid of Jeff Ward. And um, I believe they signed Sutter to a three-year deal. Yes, they did. So it was one of those, you know, we're not just bringing this guy in, in the interim while we shop for somebody else. Like, this is their guy for the, for the uh, foreseeable future. But um, anytime you play Calgary, they've got guys in their lineup that can be, um, that can be game breakers. You've got Lindholm, you've got Goudreau, you've got to Chuck. So obviously that, um, that part, that physical element that in your, that it more intense in your face element is there. You've got guys like Lucic, who you never know if he's going to come and come out to play or he's just going to be a pest. Um, obviously you've got um, Dylan Dubé who 
likes to hit people in the head, et cetera, right? So we'll 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 see. Like it it it's it's really gonna come down to how well the Canadians travel from Vancouver to Calgary. Do they get enough sleep? Do they get enough this? Do they get enough that? Are they gonna be ready to hit the ice with the level of intensity that they played against Vancouver with? And are they going to be able to match that intensity that Calgary is going to come out with trying to impress a new coach? Yeah. But we'll see, uh, we'll see who the goaltending, uh, the goaltenders are should be Allen for, um, for the Canadians. Hard to say if it's going to be Riddick or Markstrom, I'm going to say it's probably going to be Markstrom, but uh, as of, as of late Markstrom's game has kind of regressed from the, from the start of the year. So, that might be that might work into the Canadians' favor, but we'll see. We'll see when puck drops, and at least it's not eleven o'clock start tonight. It's only nine, so. Uh, yeah. So that's a ten o'clock start my time. Yeah. So it's st- it's doable. St- st- still it's doable. not as bad. Still not as bad. Doable. <laughs> Thankfully, tomorrow is the St. Patrick's Day party at work, so I'm not go. expected to do much other than just actually promote a couple of my guys. Uh, I'm going to be there to make sure a couple of my guys get promoted. So I get to give them their new, their new rank. So that that's a big, uh, a big thing for me. I love doing that. I love seeing uh, my young guys succeed and get rewarded. So that's going to be something I really want to be <laughs> awake for. So having a game at 10 makes it a little bit easier. Uh, now for the flames, I do feel that Markstrom is likely to be the starter with the four days off and a new coach who's probably going to want to give his new, his big, uh, his big star goaltender, the chance to re- to prove himself again. I mean, they just signed Markstrom to a six year deal worth a ton of money. So I, I can see them riding him now for a little while, even, even in both games against the Canadians, I can totally see Markstrom being the guy. Um, my concern is going to be Johnny Goudreau. Now, Goudreau's had an up-and-down season, but under Sutter, maybe that new coach, the new coach smell is going to wake him up a little bit, and that would be a scary proposition because that kid can be a star player. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Calgary likes to play that physical st- brand, so the Canadians, um, they better be ready for a game that's going to be similar to what, what they would normally see against Ottawa. That type of, that type of hockey, that is... That is Sutter brand hockey for sure. So um, if they can find a way to keep the legs moving, uh, even though they played last night or this morning, based on where you are, um, if they can keep their legs moving, they should have some success. Uh, the reason I call it a trap game is they could easily get caught by by arrested Calgary Flames. So if they can avoid if they can avoid the penalty box, keep their feet moving and keep that, uh, that transition game with the speed that they've had in the last, oh, I'd say five, six games, uh, they should have success. They might even be able to pull off an overtime loss again. <laughs> it's not what I'm hoping for. <laughs> no, no. I'd love to see them win a re- or win in regulation because that would definitely help, especially with Calgary kind of breathing down their necks on uh, well by breathing down their necks let's take a look here i'm going to bring it up they are they are six points back of the canadians and the canadians have a game in hand but 
you don't want to start giving hope to the teams that are that are behind you. No. I mean, look at Toronto. They're at the top of the division. They're the cream of the crop. They're the cup contenders. Oh my god, how would they done? They must uh, just give them the cup now. Yeah. If you're watching TSN or Sportsnet. Yeah. Now, in all reality, of a sudden, but all of a sudden they lose three games and it's every story under the moon of why they're not why they're not every, winning games. Everyone's playing hurt. Oh, everyone's playing hurt. It's yeah. you know Austin Matthews wrist is the reason that they're losing. And it's heroic. I think, I think they did like a 60 minute documentary and everything of his injury and his fight back to come into the lineup and score a couple goals the other night, despite the loss that obviously wasn't his fault. So, well, the, the pregame for the last Leafs game was a Rocky, uh, a Rocky fight montage for, oh, uh, for Matthews working out. And it was all, it was all him, uh, you know, trying on different outfits. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that new Justin Bieber song will like spark them or something. We'll see. Justin Bieber still makes music. Apparently. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently he has a new song out, and it's about it's about the Leafs. Really? Yeah, I haven't heard it. I'm not going to either. <laughs> I I have teenage I have teenagers, and they don't listen to that crap. Thank Christ. I mean, thank Price. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think I think we pretty much covered most of it. Is there any last thoughts on? Oh, let's let's say let's try this. You want to do a prediction? Um. <laughs> for, well, I don't know. On we'll the see. spot, we'll uh. see. Um, for me, I think it's going to de- really depend on how well the forwards support the defense with Sherratt being out. Because yeah. throwing Mete, excuse me, throwing Mete back in the lineup, you're playing a rested team. You're just coming off a win that you played quite intense. So, how full is the tank going to be for them? Um, I'm still going to say that they'll pick up a win, but I'm looking at maybe something more on the realm of maybe a three, one game with a potential for an empty netter. Um, I think it's going to be a tight checking game. And um, I I think with that tight checking, I think there's going to be plenty of um, power plays in the game. I think it's going to be one of those type of games. And um, I'd like to see Jeff Petrie continue to get pucks on net like he has been. Um, 10 goals now in 25 games. He's looking very, very good. He's, he's uh, the lead leader in goals as of right now, as we record. And um, in my books, he's probably in the top three right now for the Norris. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would not argue that at all. I'd probably throw Hedman in there and throw probably Drew Doughty right now as the, as my top three. Well, I would always put Drew Doughty on my list, but that's me. Yeah. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a Drew Doughty fan, so I'm biased. But uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I I'm really hoping that um, the young guys can continue to play hard. That Janot comes out with a little bit of more confidence in his game, and uh, I keep the lines the same. I would not make any changes unless something happens throughout the game. And another thing I'm looking forward to is who's going to play with Weber. Is it going to be Kulak? Is it going to be Romanov? Is it going to be Mete? You know, are his minutes maybe going to be reduced a little bit? And maybe some more minutes for uh, for Petrie at Evanston? Who knows? Something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, knowing Ducharme, I think there's going to be a platoon of 
guys playing on Weber's wing. So we might see all three. It very well could. It yeah. very well could. But like th- that right now, if Sherratt's out for an extended period of time, this I'm not going to say this game is more of a showcase for who's going to get that position. But say if they give it to Romanov tonight and he succeeds, it's going to be it's going to be hard to take him out of that position. Yeah. Now, I think that what the Canadians being a better, a pretty strong road team, uh, that that bodes well for the remainder of the trip, even with the uh, the injuries. Uh, the Canadians are also the second highest scoring, no, no, third highest scoring team in the division. They're the second best defensive team in the division, and by with the scoring, they're just behind Toronto and Edmonton of ninety three. The Canadians have eighty four. That's that's not a big gap considering no. considering the star power that those two teams have ahead of them. So the Canadians are more of a uh, – they're better than the sum of their parts. There's no stars. And they play better on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm i expecting a very good game tonight. Uh, it's going to be, I think, if they can weather Cal- the storm coming from the Flames in the first, I'd say, five to ten minutes of that game because they're going to be pumped. And they're going to be coming out flying, trying to prove themselves because they're going to be fighting for jobs. If they can weather that storm and come out of that still tied at zero or one, one or something. uh, I think that would bode well for the remainder of the game because the Canadians will then be able to start to push back and take over. um, And probably by the end, take a win. So let's see how that, those first five to 10 minutes go. And then uh, we'll go from there. Can you give me a score prediction? uh, Yes. Their teams will score. Teams will score. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Teams will um, score. A team will win. So one team will score more goals than the other and okay. someone will win. I'm going out on a limb on this one. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that does it for today's show. Uh, Treg promises he'll be back on the next one. So uh, prepare yourselves, everyone. Wear blindfolds. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank uh, we want to thank all of our our followers, our fans. Uh, again, Matt Bedard for uh, a great pregame show and uh, reminding everyone that there's a ton of amazing independent Habs podcasts out there. Content creators, everyone works very hard to share their passion, and everyone deserves to uh, have others take a look at it. And so, give all these other people a follow to, as well and check them out because it's a great community. And once you're in it, you'll notice how much fun it is. So uh, one thing I just want to add before we sign off, um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, if you're listening to us on Apple, it doesn't matter. Um, We've got a YouTube channel. We're looking to start pushing YouTube um, exclusive content, whether it could be some pregame stuff, it could be some aftergame stuff. It could just be some random conversations that we have throughout the week that we're not going to call a an official show. So we're going to only throw it up on YouTube. So if you're listening to us right now, especially if you're on YouTube, you're just a click away, just hit subscribe. And then you're going to hit, you're going to get all of that exclusive YouTube content out of us. And sometimes Trag will be here. Sometimes you won't. So, you know, it's kind of like rushing the left. Yeah. And best of all on YouTube, we get Matt's face. And, I'll bring it's a, a, and I bring out just random wardrobe like this 
like this violent gentleman in force uh, Montreal hoodie that I found in the closet. Oh, and by the way, violent gentlemen, we are available for, uh, for sponsorship. <laughs> so uh, I would, again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Uh, thank you for, uh, for that. Thank you for following us. If you don't, please feel free to do so. Feel free to comment, send us an email at habsunfiltered.outlook.com. Uh, and we will get back to you. Uh, just ask Pierre Lirette and we answer his every time. So uh, thank you very much. And remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergie Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms. Bergie Arms. Today. Not a real project. They make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use... If you're healthy, if you want it loyalty, buy a dog. Did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.